This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today, for our Valentine's episode, we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen Roman Holiday? It's all... I always feel bad when you say that. Oh, man. Okay. Up front, first, we want to talk about trigger warnings. So... Here's the thing about Joe Bradley. So, wait, Joe Bradley is Gregory Peck. Okay, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I'm like, oh, was that the director? I don't even know. Um, he, when he finds Princess Anne, yeah, Audrey Hepburn, yeah. on the side of the street, yeah, you know, he really handles that in a pretty great way. Like, oh, he, good, because I thought, oh shoot, am I like, am I like? Did I not read that right? Because that's a pretty... He, like, takes her home, but he, like, gives her some pajamas. I'm going to go wait outside. Yeah. You sleep on the couch. Like, and made there. every effort. Made every, Sorry to interrupt. Made, he made every effort before that point to try to, like, get her... Right, right. So he's, Get her like, to her, wherever she lives. But and she, she was too passy-outy to... Right, and she was even... Because she's a princess. She right. was even, like... You may undress me now, and he was like, "You know, I think I think you can get that yourself." He like undid her little neckerchief and was like, "You got the rest of it; it'll right. be fine." Yeah. So like that was all great, and I was like, "Man, this guy is really handling it well." Right. Then he finds out she's Princess Anne. Then he starts creepily stalking her around Rome, like randomly bumping into her, and I'm just like, he puts. He puts a Giuseppe or Giovanni outside the apartment door with a freaking gun. Like, so, nobody comes in, nobody comes like, out. What like, would have that scene been like? If, did he have to, would he have to threaten Princess Anne with the gun if she, if she right. tried to leave? That's a little, that is a right. little weird. So, yeah, he started off strong, but then it kind of took a wrong turn somewhere. Yes. So, just be on the lookout for that. But, Roman Holiday... What did you think? What did you expect from this movie? Well, there are three things that I expected from this movie. Do tell. I expected, and I, I was I was shown to be wrong within 12 seconds of turning <laughs> this movie on. I expected half of the film to be uh, filmed on location in Italy. And, sorry. Half filmed on location in Italy. And half badly done with rear projection and terrible soundstage recreations of mm-hmm. of Italian, you know, landmarks and whatnot. If I may interrupt for one second yes. there. If you if you notice this movie is um this movie is from roughly the same time as um sorry. This movie is from nineteen fifty three. So a yeah, year after so Singing in the Rain, but it's in black and white. The reason it's in black and white is because he wanted to shoot the whole thing in Italy and couldn't afford to also shoot it in color. Like Kevin Smith's Clerks. Exactly. Which was cheaply made down the street where he worked. (laughs) (laughs) In black and white. So, the second thing, 
Uh, I expected no chemistry between Audrey Hepburn and Gregory mm-hmm. Peck. Okay. And I will get to that. Okay. And I expected a, I expected a romantic comedy. I mean, I know that you chose this for Valentine's Day, so I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously, there's got to be some sort of romance there. Mm-hmm. I gave it three stars because I really like Audrey Hepburn. The thing okay. I've seen. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Didn't we already see? We saw some other Audrey Hepburn movie, I think, didn't we? When we mm. first got Filmstruck, maybe. R.I.P. Filmstruck. Um, it might have been Catherine Hepburn. I do love the Hepburn ladies. No relation. Really? But they're, they're really, but oh. they're both pretty fabulous. Why was I silly and thought that they? A lot of people think they are, but they're yeah. not. Um. So you said three stars because you liked Audrey Hepburn. Yes. What is your one sentence TV guide summary? So, so with these Roman, uh, Roman, <laughs> with these romantic comedies from like the romantic. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop. That was funny though. I'm pouting. Right okay. Now. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it was good. Um, so there's always like shop around the corner. It's like. Oh, these two people don't know that they're really falling in love, but they hate each other in real life. There's always like some sort of silly, unnecessary like cuteness right. around it, or something you don't quite expect. <laughs> so, uh, here's my summary: A man and a woman meet while on vacation in Italy and fall in love while planning to murder each other. Oh my god! Abbandanza. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Which is. That's not really close at all. Would you like to hear what um, IMDb had to say? Excuse me. There was a man and a woman, and they were in Italy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, go ahead. So, um, Roman Holiday from 1953. It was directed by William Wyler, who also directed Best Years of Our Lives, right. which we have watched. Um, this one is not rated. It's a It's one hour and 58 minutes long. Romance comedy. Romance comedy? I've never heard of a romance. Comedy com- romance. Oh. I just said them the comma. other way. Sorry. And oh, it comma. says, A bored and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome. Who lies to her, by the way? <laughs> yes. So, how did things meet your expectations? We already said you were wrong by... Tw- oh, you said you were wrong 12 seconds in about the filming stuff. Right. It was 100%. 100% film there. They were not planning each other's murders. Um, I, uh, I really, I really like this movie. There, there are times when it was... There were some subtle comedic things happening that I found just really... Really funny. It was way funnier than I thought it would be for some reason. Uh huh. So I give it. I give it a four point two. Four point two. Okay. I'm sorry. Why did I say four point two? I um, I just thought you were being super specific. Four point five is what I wrote down. I don't know why. I don't know why is it two. Four point two. That doesn't make any sense. That's very impressive, especially after spoiler alert. You found out they didn't end up together because she had to go and perform her princely princessly duties and he had to go back to being a reporter well i mean that's the end and i was i have some more i i i thought about that a lot actually the uh-huh. ending but 
We'll get to that. Okay. In a moment. Okay. So, I don't. I I don't really think that it's a romantic comedy, honestly, because Joe's motivation for his name is Joe, right? Yes. Joe's motivation for spending time with quote unquote Anya, right? which is her uh-huh. fake name, because that's so different from Anna, <laughs> which is her real <laughs> royal name. It's um, it's financial, and he's just trying to trick her. Right. To, just to, he's not like, oh, you're a princess, and I'm going to try to get with you because that would be fun to like, you know, bed a, a princess. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't. He cares more about like this story, and he made that bet with his boss. Right. And he's just he wants to get this this interview. Yeah, that I mean, they tried to turn it around in the end where it's like, oh, he he's not really going to do the story and and Irving gives her the pictures so they can't well, I guess he still has the negatives, but it's like, oh, we we right. took advantage of you, but we're sorry now and we realize we were wrong. But it's right. still like you have that sort of uncomfortable feeling the whole time that they really are taking advantage of her. Yeah, and I didn't honestly I didn't feel like oh he's he has feelings for her and sh- and he is changing his mind. I just think he feels like I'm being a dick and I'm not going to I don't want to do this because it's a crappy thing to do uh-huh. to a person especially since she appears to be you know a decent human being. Mhm. Who just even- wants just wants to wear pajamas instead of a nightgown and not have milk and cookies at bed. <laughs> right. But I think part of the reason I didn't feel like there was a romantic thing is because I really didn't, I really didn't feel any, or see, feel. <laughs> I didn't fall, I wasn't falling in love with them as mm-hmm. a couple. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like Gregory Peck is like Cary Grant if they took away his personality. Yes. I Well, as you know, Cary Grant is my classic movie star boyfriend. And tall, tall, dark, and handsome. I do like from back um, in the day. I do like Gregory Peck as well. He was really good in To Kill a Mockingbird, which you have not seen, which we are going to watch. Um, but yeah, he just doesn't have the the comedic timing of Cary Grant. But they're they're like of the same era and kind of the same sort of similar looks and like kind of that that classic icon look, you know. But yes, I agree. I I did not get a whole lot of chemistry from. He's very a lot older than her. It seems like. Um, let's see. This was made in fifty three. So there was kind of the age difference. Um, she was twenty four. He was thirty seven. Um, this was her first starring role, ever. Like she had been in some other stuff, kind of. Um, secondary characters and whatnot, but um, she wasn't just a star. <laughs> this is actually kind of leads me into the fun facts about this movie as well. Mm-hmm. This is from the Mental Floss website. Um, one of the biggest stars in the world, Gregory Peck, shared billing with an unknown. So it was like Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn equal billing in whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Given his status, it's no surprise Peck's contract called for solo top billing in the credits. But shortly after shooting began, Peck called his agent and said Hepburn's name should appear with his above the title. 
Wow. His agent said, you can't do that. And he said, oh, yes, I can. And if I don't, I'm going to make a fool out of myself because this girl is going to win the Oscar in her very first performance. Wow. And she did. She did. She really did. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a big deal. Like the, like the whole, um, the whole hierarchy of above the title, of actors' names above the title, mm-hmm. and sometimes there'll be this whole negotiation, and it'll all be in contracts of like where exactly, um, like if there's a couple of names above the title, sometimes a name will be just a little bit higher than some other person's name right. above the title. Yeah, <laughs> which is just. Ridiculous, but yeah, that's great. Did you notice that Audrey Hepburn's skirt had pockets in it? That seems to be a thing that would be rare in the 1950s. I would think. I think pockets in skirts need to make a comeback. Actually, halfway decent oh. pockets in any women's clothing needs to make a comeback because they make them so tight you can hardly put your keys or your phone in there. Listen to what I'm saying, fashion people. Pockets, reasonable pockets, women's clothing. Get on it. So you're not wearing jeans right now, but women's jeans have these little joke of a pocket sometimes. Yes. Like it's just a little tiny, like, like not even a full C worth of, you know. Fabric. Copy. Right. And like dudes pockets, like I can put winter gloves in my pocket. In you could my put Pippet in your co- you could put Pippet in your pocket. She is fifty five pounds of nose and greyhound, and yeah, I don't doubt it. Could she could ride around in my like a like a Bjorn for your legs? <laughs> Speaking of creepy Joe. What if, what was that when he tried to take that kid's camera? That was weird. That, that was, was really so weird. weird. Was it Joe or was it the friend? No, that was before his friend got there. So he's like, I need to have a camera to, to take pictures. To take pictures. Yeah. He just like straight up was going to steal it off that girl's neck. Joe, <clears throat> no. Yeah, that's weird. Yes. That's pretty weird. So... When they go to the mouth of truth, yes, and you, you stick your hand in there, and if you're a liar, it gets bitten off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they knew they were going to do the scene, but the part where Gregory Peck acts like he gets bitten yeah. was unscripted. Well, him and the director knew oh, he was going to really? do it. So Audrey Hepburn's reaction is totally real. And when he pulls it out and his hand is inside, she thinks his hand is really missing and screams louder. And then finally, like, so all of that oh, was real on her part. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Because <laughs> as he was doing it, I'm like, okay, I know he's going to do this. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna F with her, isn't he? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. It did almost star Cary Grant and Elizabeth Taylor. And Frank Capra almost directed it. See, why do I think, I'm sorry, why do I think I would have liked it even more if Frank Capra, if it was, if it was a Frank Capra, Capra picture? Well, Paramount gave him too little of a budget, so he was like, bye, and then William Wyler got it. So. It was made for like $1.5 million. I, I saw that when I was, which seems like a lot for 1953. Mm-hmm. So, like I said earlier, Audrey Hepburn won an Oscar, but then she was so excited 
She took the wrong route to get to the stage, gave a breathless speech, and then left the trophy in the ladies' room. But they were soon reunited. But she it was her okay. first starring role. She had just won an Oscar. She was like, oh my god! So you don't... Uh, I'm sure it's your first starring role. You're not... Exp- you know, you don't expect to get nominated A. B, you definitely don't expect you're just oh, I'm just I'm just delighted to be, you know, uh-huh. in the company of all these great people. <laughs> right. There's a I mean, this isn't good for podcasting cuz it's a visual thing, but there's an episode of Friends where Joey is going to like the soapies or whatever <laughs> oh, it is right. for Oh, right. He's the, a he's a soap opera star, right? And Rachel is trying to tell him like, "Okay, if you don't win, there's a way to because the camera's gonna be on you. There's a way to look gracious in your loss. Yes. Like when they announce it, you're like all expectant, and then when someone else's name is announced, you give that like that, and then the sad clap. Like you, you definitely sad clap. You don't you don't slow, shake your head no like Kate Winslet in 1998 <laughs> after she lost <laughs> Best Actress. Well, at least they didn't they didn't do like the Darth Vader rising from, you know, uh, what was the third one? No. no. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. No? Yes? Okay. No. Yeah, you don't. Although Kate Winslet, I might I might love Kate Winslet more if she rose and just went no. When uh, Helen Helen Hunt, I think, won for as good as it gets. Oh. And she was the one who was gracious and said, "Oh, everyone, you know, everyone was great." And oh, oh that was the year of Titanic, wasn't it? Yes. I remember Billy Crystal coming out, and he was like on the um, the bow of the sinking <laughs> Titanic, and he's like, "Welcome to the Titanic, everybody." Anyway, we're way off topic here. Yeah, we are. I'm sorry. Okay. So, so the end, if I may, yes. if I may just jump right back in yes. to our subject, the end where Anne, where Princess Anne just decides to go back to her, her princessly duties mm-hmm. and does not go off with Joe into the sunset right. and leave her prince, her princessliness. Uh-huh. Even though like you're, ex- or at least I am, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the first time you watched I was. Were you expecting her to run? So so we see Princess Anne, like just you know, leaving for the last time, the last couple moments of the movie, right? And Joe's looking back at the corner that she just turned, and we're all expecting, just like Joe, that she might turn and run and jump into his arms and blah blah blah, whatever. And that doesn't. That does not happen. And at first, it's like it's not satisfying, but. And it's surprising because it's it it goes against that formulaic romantic comedy thing. Like you, ne- mm-hmm. you never end a romantic comedy, or you know, not anymore. Anyway, you're not supposed to end it on a downbeat, right? Like it's, you know, Empire Strikes Back or something. Uh huh. <laughs> and then Gregory Peck gets frozen in carbonite. Uh-huh. That's not what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Audrey Hepburn disguises herself as a bounty hunter and goes to <laughs> rescue him. They could call it in the third. Uh, they could call it Tatooine holiday. 
Is Tatooine right? I was guess. I was Tatooine kind of- is where is where he's taken. <laughs> is where <laughs> is where Han Solo is taken. Um, but yeah, you know it's. Uh, it, I think I think. I think it's a better movie. Even though when I saw it, it's like, no, you're not going to be together. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but then I'm like, yeah, it's... That's a realistic way to approach things. And, like, there's... Hollywood has ruined, like, romantic gestures mm-hmm. and romantic ideals. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a movie that's like... Yeah, you know what though? This is what you should expect if you accidentally fall in love with a with a princess who's run away from her crown. Right. Moment or tiara? Did, can you? She ran away from her tiara. I don't I, know. I'm not sure what she calls her headpieces. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a more honest it's a more honest movie. If she ran around the corner mm-hmm. and they ran off together. You've seen The Graduate, right? Yes. Now, that would have been an interesting ending if if it ended, like, the end of The Graduate, where, like, uh, Dustin Hoffman's character does that, like, no, you can't marry that guy, and then they run off together, and they're in the bus, and it's some of the best acting I've ever seen, where they mm. kind of, like, they go to the back of the bus, and they're like, okay, you're in your wedding dress, and they don't say these, they don't say these things, but they Okay, good. And then they just sort of like sit there and they're just kind of have these looks on their faces like, this was a terrible idea and this will not go well. They do a parody of that in Archer, you know, with Katya and Barry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true statement. That's good. And it, um, I think it plays the same song too. Uh, is it Sounds of Silence maybe? Yeah. Yeah, because it's all... It's all. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. That's all I got right now. (laughs) We might need to. We might need to edit in just a tiny bit of that, even though it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, like the graduate was like an honest ending. Mm-hmm. Not a ha- not at all a happy ending. Mm-mm. It was a realistic, like, yeah, I get it. Kind of like this one was. You know, another one we should watch is An Affair to Remember. Did you see that? I think Cary Grant might be in that one, too. An Affair to Remember. I don't think I've seen that one. Did you ever see Sleepless in Seattle? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, they talk about An Affair to Remember in there and show, like, it, like the women talk about watching it. But, um, so if you, if you've seen Sleepless in Seattle, you might be familiar with it, but you probably haven't seen it, have you? Okay, yeah, that makes, because I'm like, when you say it, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of know of it, but that's mm-hmm. probably why, because yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen that, I've seen that movie. When the only romantic comedies we were allowed to have for a little while was between Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. And or Tom Hanks had to be involved in some yes. way, I think. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about the Bechtel test? Please. Surprisingly, it passes because we mainly focus on, I mean, it's surprising because we mainly focus on Princess Anne slash Anya and Joe Bradley. 
Right. But towards the beginning of the music, uh, musical, towards the beginning of the movie, <laughs> um, when Princess Anne is getting ready to go to bed, Countess Verberg or whatever comes in and she's like, here's your schedule for tomorrow. And this is this, that, and the other. And you'll accept this gift and you won't accept that gift and blah, blah, blah. So they go on pretty, pretty long you know, just talking about stuff that's not related to men at all. Logistical things about being a a royal. Yes. From oh, we haven't mentioned it. I don't think they they never they go out of the way to not mention what country. She, even though she kind of sounds like she's British and she's she was born in she where? was born in Belgium. She was born in Belgium, but they the actress. The, yeah, the actress was born in Belgium. Audrey, <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, but they never really say where this princess is a princess. What was the what was the name you came up with? Nolandia or something? <laughs> oh, the country. Yeah. <laughs> the country. Uh, yes, let's go with that. Nolandia. <laughs> <laughs> you know what their national anthem is? <laughs> Please tell the me. sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Because it's. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. So, um. Disability portrayal in this one, too, since it was really um, hyper-focused on two characters with sort of um, um, Irving and the Countess as, like, secondary um, background characters, I guess. Yeah. Um, There wasn't really a whole lot of room for disability representation, um, so I don't really have a whole lot on that, unless you've noticed something. Uh, being born into royalty doesn't count as disability. I think mean, no. Oops. Um, are there any pop culture references you now understand? You know, there really isn't. I don't. I don't. No offense, even though I like this movie very much, it didn't seem to like become a part of the zeitgeist and become an iconic thing. I don't think. Are you familiar with the Vespa? That became very popular because of this movie. Oh, really? It really See, did. I didn't even know that. Yep. They're like scooting around. Like, imagine you're... The cover, the the, the movie poster, or at least DVD cover, right, mm-hmm. has has them on a Vespa. I, I noticed that, but I just thought, oh, well, they're in Italy, and that's an Italian thing. And... Right. So you have this, um, you know, Italian company that suddenly their product is like front and center in this... Oscar-winning movie now, you're going to wow. have a high demand for Vespas. Oh, that's great. I had no idea. Yeah, there's still, like, like when it comes to cute little scooters, I think I think of Vespa. Yeah. If those horrible little uh, electric scooters that are everywhere now, like the Bird and... Oh, yeah. Not the Bird. The, well, you know it, I mean? No, they're called Bird Scooters or something. That's they're, a brand They're name. real big here in Austin, where you just... Um, like, I don't even know how it works. You probably pay on an app, and then it unlocks the scooter, and you can just ride it around wherever, and then yeah, put like, it wherever. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if there were, like, little Vespas everywhere, I'd be like, yeah, I want to ride around on, on a little Vespa for, like, two bucks. That would be take, pretty awesome. Take me two bucks away on a little Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, they're, like, Razor Scooter... Right. That kind of design, a little beefier than those things. Yeah. So, how would 
this be different with today's technology? There's no way a missing princess doesn't show up on Twitter via TMZ within minutes of her disappearing. True. It just wouldn't happen. Yes, exactly. Not even cutting her hair would have, like, there would be on, um, you know, Instagram, TMZ, like, here's potential haircuts of what she may look like now. (laughs) Or, like, yeah, that's just way too social media focused. Like, we're not even in England, and we see pictures of, you know, Prince William and Kate going to wherever they're Or was it uh, Harry and Meghan that went to Australia recently? I'm not. I don't know. My interest in these But anyway, the point so. is that I know that. Why would I know that? It's just a thing that happens now. And I wonder if there might be some... Like, whatever the version of Secret Service is for Nolandia... Uh-huh. Whatever the version of Secret Service is. Uh, you know, sometimes the uh, the subjects of Secret Service, they wear little pins so they can be identified. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the Obama uh, girls, um, they wore pins that would identify them, and they would sometimes not want to wear them. The Secret Service would get on them about it. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Um, so I wonder if those pins actually have some sort of... Would, so if they had like some, some ability to, to give a princess some sort of identifying marker or whatever, like, mm. thing, and that, that could be with today's technology, like a GPS right. tracker. So it would, she would be found within moments. She wouldn't even have time to get drunk at whatever party she was at that first night. Right, yeah. And those pictures that Irving took would have been all over the social media. Like her hitting that dude over the head with the guitar. Within moments. And not even from that one guy. Like, it would be a whole, gif. The whole, <laughs> the, whole plot, the whole plot point of finding a camera and, oh, the cameras of... That, that one, the, the photographer wouldn't even have to be a character because everyone would have... Right. <laughs> Although he was... I say smooth with air quotes, but with the lighter, the lighter, the lighter camera, camera that's because a pretty cool. she could be like, I'm the princess, no electronics around, like no cell phones, no cameras, nothing. I'm the princess. And yeah. he'd be like, oh, let me offer you a cigarette. Click, click. Like he yeah. could still get through a no camera band. Ban. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if they even had, I don't know what camera technology was like in 1953 but to get a camera that small then remember they had the they were trying to be all like smooth on the barge where he had the giant flash yeah and he would tell gregory (laughs) irving would tell joe yeah oh duck down real quick and you take the picture and then he popped back up like what's going on what's this why was there a flash is there lightning i'm looking in the skies (laughs) god they were the worst Anyways, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? I think that's uh, plenty. So you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about are available on our website at WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS, and you can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies we should see. If you believe that 
uh, Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn had a smoking hot chemistry. I would love to hear. If you've written any fanfic, let us know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's our show for today. Next time, we'll be watching Lost in Translation. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>